0: This is the Aligned Athlete podcast, the place for basketball players who are looking to unlock their limitless potential on and off the court by tapping into their mindset, habits, and lifestyle design. If this sounds like your kind of thing, come and hang out with me. I'm your host, Dr. Rosie Mead, mental performance coach to some of the top basketball players. Make sure you connect with me. You can find me on all social channels at Dr. Rosie Mead. But for now, let's head into today's episode. Hi, I think I'm live on all channels. Hope that you're well, hope you had a great weekend. I wanted to hop on today to share my own mental resilience lessons from doing my first relay try. So I'm tired today, but like tired in the best kind of way. So yesterday I did my first relay try, which was, so I did the run part of a triathlon. I did, it was 10K and a really, really hilly route. And I wanted to share with you a bit of the kind of the journey to actually doing that challenge. And then also what I learned myself, because this is the beauty of this work is our work on our own mindset on our mental skills is ever evolving. And you know, with, if we set ourselves new challenges and new goals, and we're stepping out of our comfort zone, we're often learning more about ourselves, and we're uncovering more things that we need to work on. And so I wanted to kind of share a bit of that process with you, because there's so much that you can take from this. You know, yes, it was doing a triathlon, but there are so many lessons that can support us in all walks of life. So whether it's on the court, it's in life, anything, these mental resilience lessons are so applicable. So first of all, how I got into this, I am not much of a runner. Although I feel now I probably can say that I am um but I wanted to do a ten k so I'd been doing a little bit of running I'd had on and off um problems with my knees and things so I'd kind of run and then I'd damage my knees and I'd have to take a break again and anyway I did a lot of work around my own strength and supporting my core after having kids, which was kind of causing the issue with my knees and once I felt that my body was in a really good place I was on top of my nutrition and fueling that actually I didn't want to be doing kind of the occasional jog or run I actually wanted to do a proper a thing a challenge that I wanted to set for myself so for me it was doing 10k I wanted to be able to run 10k now initially it was that I just wanted to get out and train so that I could run 10k on my own probably on the trailway where we live but talking with Dom my husband He was saying, actually, why not? If you're going to run 10K, why not do it as part of an event? So I was like, okay, maybe maybe I'll do it as part of an event. And then he was like, well, don't just do it as part of any event. Because I was then like, right, I'm going to find quite an easy route. There's one um, down in Pool, which isn't too far from us. And I think it's just like two laps of a a flat 5K route. So I was like, yeah, probably I'll just do that one. And he was like, well, if you're going to do 10K... Why don't you do one that's a bit more challenging? Now, at the time, I was like, really? In hindsight, I'm very glad that he encouraged me out to do this. Um, So he said, why not do it as part of a relay triathlon? And why not do one that's particularly challenging? So Swanage, um, which is kind of our neck of the woods down in Dorset, um, is a really hilly run route um I'll explain more about the route in a minute but that was the one that he was like why don't you go for that one you know that's 10k but it's quite a challenging 10k so I yeah decided that that was the one that I was going to go for I was going to train for to do my 10k and I definitely wanted to do it as part of a relay at the moment doing a triathlon doesn't I can't think of the word. It's not that it doesn't interest me. I just, it's not something that I want to work towards right now. Um, but doing the, the run part of it was something that really interested me. So I then had to put together a team, like the 18. Um, So I, I wanted to find people that it was kind of enough of a stepping out of their comfort zone as it was for me. So I could have very easily gone to friends who have done... Lots and lots of tries and, you know, I'd know that they'd be completely fine and as a team we'd be great. But that wasn't that wasn't a challenge enough for me. And to be honest, I wanted I wanted it to be a challenge for us as a group. So as much as it was for me as an individual. So I put out the feelers in my local tri club and found a guy who was quite new to doing triathlon. I think this was going to be his third triathlon. Um, but he'd only just kind of started so he um, we found him and he came for the swim and we only met two days before the event and so he'd been doing his own training for the swim he did his second triathlon like a week before we did this one and then my friend Jacob did the bike for us so whilst cycling long distance is not and, and in a try, you know, it wasn't that long. I think it was 38K. Um, for him, that wasn't stepping out of his comfort zone. He's done really big challenges, um, but he hadn't been part of a triathlon before. So I thought, okay, although he's a very comfortable cyclist, the actual race wasn't going to be that much of a challenge. Being part of the event would. So for me, he kind of ticked a box. So so that was kind of getting the team together but you know, that was the easy part, getting the team together. The training, for me, some of the lessons that I learned about mental resilience along the way of training for this was that you're not going to have motivation every day. And so, and there there were plenty of days where I just couldn't be bothered. <laughs> I I'd much rather stay at home. I'd much rather work. I'd much rather talk to you, talk to my clients, and uh, it's it's very hard sometimes to tell yourself that it doesn't have to be all or nothing it didn't have to be that I was going for a run and therefore not working at all you know it's finding that alignment finding that mixture so I sometimes just had to dig deep into commitment and remind myself that just like the sooner you get out the sooner it's done and I had a great training plan from my coach Brit so I was following that plan and you some Some uh, days were longer, um, I was going to say races, longer runs than others. Some were like interval training. So she made the plan really interesting. And therefore, it was then down to me to just sometimes just put on the trainers. You know, often that can be like the hardest part is just getting out of your own way and getting out of the door. Now, sometimes John would have to actually really nudge me out because I'd be saying all these things out loud you know, just finding different excuses. And, ah, well, now I've missed the boat, you know, now we're going out as a family or whatever, and I can't go for a run. Whereas actually, if I just got out the door in the first place, I'd have got it done. And the sooner I was out, the sooner I would have got it done. So that was a a big thing was the motivation and leaning into the fact that I'd committed. I think I'd been training for this for a while before we actually entered as a team. I think when we entered as a team, I found that, motivation to get out was that bit easier it wasn't easy completely but it meant that I had that commitment because I'd I'd put us forward as a team I'd paid we were locked in so that meant that I had that deeper connection with that commitment and I didn't want to let the team down so all of a sudden this challenge wasn't just me this was a team event and so I wanted to put in my best effort because I didn't want to let the team down. So that that really helped to increase that motivation. Um, one thing that I was a bit worried about was getting lost. So I, for my own kind of just reassurance, I wanted to do the race route beforehand. So I did the actual um, route maybe about a month, six weeks before. Um, and that was great because one it was a really hot day so conditions I kind of I had a feeling that uh, yesterday might have been quite hot so conditions were good for me to get used to being out um but also I was on my own I although I had a bike computer I got lost and I added on 2k onto my run um and then I had to come back up a hill and it was so kind of you know hard in the legs but what that kind of doing that run beforehand meant that I knew that would be like the hardest it would ever be. You know, I'd made it a twelve k run. Um there were no marshals there. I knew on the day would be signposted. But even though I had that kind of logically in my head, you know this will be the hardest it will ever be doing it on your own. You won't get lost because there'll be marshals. There'll be signposts. You'll see other runners. Even though logically I knew that, I still found in my mind, I still had that niggling doubt, even kind of on the day that, you know, what if you get lost? What if you add on extra on the day and then you're going to let the team down? You know, that was a big thing that kept coming up was, what if you're really slow and you let the team down? And, you know, and as a team no one would we just all wanted to finish it we had a rough idea of kind of the times um, and actually we were so much better than the times that we'd anticipated but for us we'd really made it clear that it wasn't about the time it was about finishing it and it was yeah the challenge as a team getting this done so you know that was one of my worries was about getting lost um another one now I'd say imposter syndrome um it's not quite imposter syndrome but Because I've worked outside of basketball, I've worked with a lot of triathletes. I was a mental resilience coach for Andy Stone, who holds a Guinness World Record in triathlon. Part of me was like, oh, I'm just doing the run. You know, although although 10K was a huge challenge for me and it was a really hilly route and it it was a challenging course. The part of me was like, oh, it's not enough of a challenge. You're not really doing the whole try." Um, and even on the run, people would be like, woo, like, well done, you know, you're doing really well. And I'd be like, yeah, but I'm only doing the run. And that was a weird, like catching my own talk on that. I was like, why are you, why are you like belittling the fact that you're doing this bit? Because actually that for me was a huge challenge. It wasn't easy at all. Um, so that was kind of interesting in terms of like, when you become an observer of your thoughts, it's like, oh, why was that coming up? Um, so the kind of the fact that yeah it wasn't enough of a challenge um another thing that I was often worried about was not that I wasn't going to be fast enough you know I said before kind of that worry about letting the team down wasn't gonna um be as kind of yeah as fast as I'd anticipated that it would be so those were the kind of the the mindset things that were going on like during training but also during the race as well um there was stuff around organisation so that was really interesting saturday night so i'd obviously done loads and loads of prep physically i was prepared saturday i went out for a 4k run just kind of easy runs just get my legs um ready and just yeah keep them going but in terms of organization that kind of went out of the window so saturday night i wanted to get an early sleep needed to be up at four ended up getting less sleep than i do normally because i was fanning around (laughs) packing all my different things and getting things ready and remembering like, oh, I need this. I need needed my ID for registration, like really small stuff. That I was like, oh, if I'd been on top of it beforehand, that wouldn't have happened. And again, thinking I'm only doing the run and I'm kind of, yeah, trying to get all of these things ready. You know, other guys are doing the whole thing and they're, they've got to kind of pack and, and get ahead. So that was interesting just from, you know, as a mental performance coach, I do a lot around organization and time management but it was quite easy to see how that ended up becoming like the last thing on my mind um on the day because I just became so focused on the physical side so also to show that we're all human and these these stuff it comes in so it's really good to share it because I can share my own experience and kind of in hindsight what I would have done was to get prepared earlier get my bag ready much earlier so that I wouldn't have had that kind of rush And then it became like a rush to get some sleep in, which is obviously counterproductive because you're rushing around. Adrenaline's going up and you're not going to sleep very well, which is kind of what happened. Also, a bit of a mindset wobble. Mental wobble was uh, on the day before because I hadn't again, hadn't checked. I just assumed we were allowed uh, aftershocks. So I've got like bone conducting headphones that like they don't go in the ear, they go over the ear so you can hear people around you. Um. I just assumed that they'd be okay but then the night before I thought I'd double check and discovered that they're not allowed in this race so that was like oh I mean that was a bit of a blow being honest because I wasn't prepared for that and I always run with music that's my I mean if you know like that's my background is music and sports psychology and that's always my motivator to just get me going so that was like okay that's completely out of my control, which you know I teach about controlling the controllables. That was out of my control. And I also wasn't prepared to um, try and break the rules by smuggling my headphones in. Um, as rebellious as I can be, I was like, no, because imagine if there were photos, there were loads of photos taken, but imagine if photos were taken and I had my headphones in and then we got disqualified like, just because I wore my headphones. So I was like, nope, I'm gonna dig deep now into my own mental resilience and I felt that actually it would be quite interesting to see how I coped with that because I had to plow on you know I wasn't going to stop at any point I was going to keep going but it was interesting to see kind of from my own experience how I was going to lean into my mental resilience to just keep going so that was really interesting on the day because I yeah obviously didn't use my headphones but I did listen to music a lot while I was stood around because there was obviously quite a lot of waiting about. We watched Gary he- head off for the swim and he was 32 minutes. Yeah. 32 minutes. Um, he anticipated that he'd be 35 to 40 minutes. So that was amazing. Um, and then Jacob went off on the bike and he was, I might get the timings wrong. He was one hour 21, 28. I can't remember. I need to look at the, uh, the timings, but So I was waiting around for that. And so I was listening to my music and just kind of getting myself energized. I also wanted to have a bit of an earworm in my head. So I was trying to kind of create an earworm and uh, that's not what happened, but I will explain that in a moment. Um, And then obviously then my run came around and I'd already taken the headphones off and was prepared. And on the run itself, I found there were times where I had to really dig into my self-talk to just ploughing on, particularly if anyone that's listening or watching knows around Swanage, I was running, not running, walking up Ballad Down, which is a set of really steep steps. I don't know how many steps there are, but they're all different heights, which makes it harder. So at that point, we were walking like everyone was walking really slow. Um, and you know, there were times where there'd be kind of a few of us bunched together and then we'd go round each other or whatever. And that was the one where I was like, okay, you've just got to keep going. So like talking to myself, you know, saying positive things, like, you know, it really isn't very far. Like once you've done this in my mind, that was the hardest bit. I I knew the the route, there were other hills to come, but climbing those steps, that was the hardest bit. So it was like just one foot in front of another Keep going, you're nearly there. And then, you know, we were encouraging each other. That was great because that was the only time where there were so many of us quite close together. Because I think even different abilities, even the ones that, you know, were super, super fit, we were all walking up that. And so we were encouraging each other, you know, you're amazing. (laughs) We're so close. You're doing really well. Like we'd just be kind of cheering each other along um and so that that was really good leaning into my own mental resilience but also leaning into encouragement and being able to encourage others too and then you know we got to the top and everyone just kind of broke away and sort of did their own thing and so there were times on the the run where I was completely on my own and so again that you know I felt that I I moved forward a lot quicker when I was surrounded by other people when I was on my own I had to again kind of lean into that mental resilience i did have an earworm going around in my head so one that i've used in my playlist when i'm running was misery business by paramore and so just a snippet of that kept going around in my head um and just kind of kept me going um sorry i'm looking at my notes because there's so much i want to share with you um so the kind of the other things that you know were kind of keeping me going was thinking about Challenges that family have gone through, Um, you know, for uh, anyone that knows, um, my dad's going through cancer treatment, and so that was a kind of, you know, this compared with that is nothing. So you can do this, you can do this run, like physically, you are fine. Um, So that that kept me going, wanting to do that, and thinking about family, you know, getting closer to the end. So on this route, there's kind of different hills. It's very up and down. And at the last bit, you go downhill a little bit and then it goes uphill. And like that, it's not even much of an uphill, but it's just enough for you to be like, oh, like I just (laughs) I just want to stop at this point. Um, And then it goes downhill again. And coming to the downhill, I spotted the marshals who were telling me to turn left. By this point, I I knew I was going to turn left. Like that was in my head. Like that's where the finish is. Um, But I could also see John and the girls there and they had cowbells. And it was like that gave me, I feel emotional thinking about it, but that gave me that oomph to be like, right, you're so, so close, like just lean in now and just go and kind of don't think about it. Because if I think about my body, I'm going to be like my legs are tired, like just just go. And then John said sprint finish, um, which I did as much as I can as a sprint finish <laughs> compared to other people. It's not that fast. But for me, it felt like I just pushed myself that little extra bit, which felt good. And I wouldn't have done that had they not been there. And it was then obviously really lovely to get the medal, give the girls a hug and a kiss and just be like, you know, the reason that I did this is. A challenge for myself I wanted to to do this for myself and to train for it and go through all that preparation because that was a big thing for me but also another thing that kept going kept me going on the run was that I want to do this because I want to show the girls that if you set your mind to something you can do it and you might not always enjoy it you know I would be quite honest that I don't always enjoy going out for a run but what I do enjoy is that after effects you know I love how how I feel afterwards and so that keeps me going so actually being able to share that kind of thing with the girls you know they knew that this was a challenge for mama and so seeing that like okay like she's been going out and training and doing this and then seeing me actually finish I think that kind of just added an extra level on like you know why you're doing this Um, And obviously it took a bit of time to train and was out at the weekends and things. So it just kind of shows them like, this is, this is why I've been doing this kind of thing Um, and hopefully gives them a bit of inspiration too. So, sorry, my remarkable has turned off with my notes. Um, Yeah. So there are some of the lessons around the kind of the mental resilience side of what I've learned from my own experience of doing the run part of the triathlon. And I'm now at that point where, I'm tired in like the, the best way. And I've got to listen to my body and rest and recharge, which is really important right now. So yeah, just I'm gonna kind of go pick up the kids in a minute and just take the rest of the day quite easy and chill, which is important. And then my main thing is that I can get quite lost when I don't have a goal. You know, I have business, My there's a massive business goal that I'm working on. I'm really, really focused on that. Um, but fitness wise i need to have a goal to kind of drive me forward so i'm going to be getting in touch with my coach Britt, who does my strength session but has also been doing my run plan she does my nutrition and we're going to work on the next goal that's going to be for yeah for my fitness because i need that as a kind of driver to keep going so it'll be exciting to share with you whatever that next challenge will be um and you know like we was saying about business goals, this leads really nicely into that. Um, if you do want any support around your own mental performance, you know, as you know, I'm working with basketball players to optimise your mind for peak performance on and off the court. So it's kind of holistically looking at that optimised performance. If you want to find out more about how I can support you on that, Um, I've got a variety of ways to work with me at the moment. Drop me a message and we can book in for one of my free 60-minute consultations. So we can find out where you are right now, where you want to get to, where you might be getting in your own way. And then we'll talk about how I can support you for that next level success. Anyway, I hope that you found this useful and kind of some things that you can take away for your own performance as well. Um, Yeah, be great to hear from you and have a great day. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you liked it, why not share it with three friends? Don't forget to connect with me. You can find me on all social channels at Dr. Rosie Mead.